Welcome to In the Growth Space. This is the show for business owners and leaders who have a thirst for growth. My name is David McGlennon and I'm your host and I really appreciate you listening in. Now, if this is your first time listening, welcome to the show and I really appreciate it. I appreciate your your time and, and appreciate you listening in. I often say that this podcast is all about growth. It's about business and team and personal growth. And I really do hope that you will subscribe and and listen in regularly because I like to have these conversations with leaders who have great growth stories and I like to learn from them and and it really helps my own growth journey. And today's episode is no different, but, but before we get into today's episode, I just want to let you know about an upcoming event that if you want to end the year with momentum and really start the new year on the right track, this event is for you. So I'm talking, of course, about the Inner Circle Summit. And the Inner Circle Summit is a one-day event. So we're going to have leaders gathering from a variety of industries and a variety of backgrounds we're going to all get together to to mastermind and learn from some of the top leaders in the world. One of those leaders is a guy by the name of Paul Martinelli. He's our keynote speaker this year. And for those of you who have listened here to the podcast for a while, you'll recognize his name because he's been on the podcast and he's also been a mentor of mine for a number of years. He is a native of Pittsburgh and he's the co-founder of the John Maxwell team. He shared the stage with greats like John Maxwell, Seth Godin, Zig Ziglar, Nick Vujicic, and Les Brown. And if you want to know anything about building and growing a business, you really have to be in the room on December 10th at the Inner Circle Summit. We've also been able to secure some of his time for a very exclusive VIP evening on Thursday, December the 9th, where you will be in a very intimate environment and you'll have an opportunity to ask Paul your business growth questions. And we're limiting this to a very small group. So make sure that you jump on and register quickly before we sell out. The registration page for the event is at davidmcglennon.com forward slash inner circle summit, which is in all lowercase. So davidmcglennon.com forward slash inner circle summit. Now on today's episode, we have Janisha Alora, and Janisha is a former Miss Singapore. She's also a cafe retail chain owner and Southeast Asia woman of excellence, 2010 international progressive woman, 2019. She's been awarded by Noble Queen Most Prominent Women Empowerment in 2020. She's also a business coach and awarded as Mentor of the Year in Powerhouse Global Limited. She's the founder of Soul Rich Woman, and that is the number one female entrepreneur network in Southeast Asia that connects more than 200,000 women across the region in the Soul F membership program. And for the past 17 years, Janisha coached celebrities, CEOs, and politicians to be seen as a leader on stage. Today, with the Soul Rich Woman Blueprint and SRW Academy, she mentors thousands of women to bring their business and leadership brand online. She's been profiled in CNBC, Forbes, China Daily, 
And, and Janisha is a thought leader and a leading women's empowerment expert. She's regularly invited to speak on TV and, and radio as well as conferences. And she's shared the stage with great minds like Gary Vaynerchuk, Mary Buffett, Kim Kiyosaki, and Neil Patel. And it's a great conversation. So let's go ahead and get into it right now. Well, hello, uh, Janisha. Welcome to In the Growth Space. I'm so grateful to have you here and uh, welcome. Thank you, David. Thank you for having me on your show. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Where, where did we catch you in the world today? Today you caught me in Singapore and right now it's in the evening yeah. where I am. Oh, wow. It's amazing. And I know that you have an amazing story, an amazing journey. And uh, tell us a little bit about that journey, because I know that you were an entrepreneur from an early age. So talk a little bit about that. Well, I now run Soul Rich Woman, the largest female entrepreneur network here in Southeast Asia. But before all these things happened, I had to support myself through school since I was 14 years old. So that has not been an easy path. Mm -hmm. And my mom had to pawn her gold to send me for training, for certifications. Mm -hmm. And I took up aerobics, uh, yoga, and country line dancing. <laughs> so I taught that after school uh, and kind of earn my money and put it on the table for the family and pay for my own education. Wow. Yeah. So it's not really an easy journey because I was often bullied in school. There were many things that happened, but my mom always tell me to turn my mess into my message. So it. the bullying was quite a big thing. Mm. I will say in my childhood that made me I thought that I wouldn't be able to move into entrepreneurship or move into that space. I thought that I would just be a nobody. I'm such a lousy person because there were so many times they were laughing at me because I didn't have any money to mm. buy food during recess mm. or even get new pencil box or pencils and pens, even that. Hmm. So tough time. Yeah, yeah. Like we said, you are the average of the five people you hang with the most. So mm -hmm. I had very good friends who supported me on my journey mm -hmm. and they kind of give me that fist bump to kind of like yeah. bolster me forward. Yes. And one very interesting thing happened because I wanted to make more money during my school exams. So I asked myself, how can I make more within a single hour as an instructor? If I had to study, I, I can't be paid for the hour of work that I teach. And because I work five days a week and over the weekend, I do waitressing jobs. Mm. I can't really do that when I'm really mucking for my exams. So yeah. I put together a group of instructors, kind of got that going. And in the end, I supply instructors to corporate organizations, to events, for models, for events as well. And that gave me some money during an hour of I did not do or I was just coordinating that transition phase. So that was my first taste of entrepreneurship. And that moved me forward to the next part of my life where I became an occupational therapist. I went through SARS, which is severe acute respiratory syndrome in 2003 and 2004 that I thought I would lose my life because I was working in a hospital. Okay. And that exposure to that closeness to the ICU units really made me think twice about what I want to do with my life and my dreams. Mm -hmm. So that's how I move forward to the rest 
uh, of my career, which is to quit my nine to five and then started embarking consultancy work in as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Ah, that's amazing. I guess what was it about your childhood then that gives you the drive to to do what you do today? And then we'll get into what you're doing today. But but what was it about that childhood? I mean, and and maybe uh, I guess and and maybe my question is because it was a rough childhood and because it was uh, tough growing up. Does that make your business life a little easier in some respects? I would say yes. Because I have already gone through the pathway of criticisms. Mm. Oh, you're so young. Yeah. Who are you to teach me at <laughs> such a young age? Oh my God, you're an instructor? Right. Aerobics? Oh my God, what do you know? You're like half our age, you know? Yes. Or one, one third of our age. So I get mm. that so much and I almost wanted to give up. So that tenacity within me grew because of those or those experiences where I literally turned lemons to lemonades, turned my mess mm-hmm. into my message. Yeah. And I'm not so easily, I would say I'm pretty sanitized uh, yeah. <laughs> to, to all these external factors. And I know in my sure. mind, in my heart, I just keep at it. If I keep going, I will one day succeed. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that mindset too. You mentioned earlier on uh, about the people around you. And so I'm curious that like, how did you bring people around you and did you do it intentionally? You know, how did you keep people around you that would keep you positive and keep you moving forward? The key thing here to finding good people is to never find them. (laughs) It's just really, because sometimes when you go out looking for them, they are never there. Mm-hmm. You really have to use a few things. First is the gut feel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will say your sixth sense, to assess the person and observe them, right? Mm-hmm. And then number two, then you advance your way to that person. Is that the person you want to hang out with? Yeah. And then number three, you see whether you're a good match or not. Yeah. Is yeah. must see whether you're a good fit. So sometimes people think that, oh, I make friends and then they are definitely those people that are the people who will support me and then they become my peers. It doesn't work that way. Uh, yeah. Relationship that they're of the inner circle take time to build mm-hmm. is by observing each other to see if yeah. we are a good fit. So that was yeah. how I found my inner circle. And they were ones who kind of kicked my ass and... <laughs> moved me to join the beauty pageant, which I didn't want to at first because I had low self-esteem. I didn't really believe in myself, but they believed in me. So I kind of borrowed their courage and moved forward with my life. So that is why when you choose the people correctly, they will make you fly. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I love that. And I love the phrase that you used. You borrowed their belief and their support to help move you forward. That, that's, I think so often we forget that the people around us, if we choose them correctly, can help us and elevate us to, to that next level. And really they sometimes see things in us that we don't see in ourselves. And um, you mentioned the beauty pageant. I want to go back there for just a second, because I think for people listening they probably don't realize, but you you have a title. You 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 won Miss Universe Singapore, right? Mm, yes, I was a runner up, and then later on, I won Miss Singapore International. Amazing in two thousand and six, and then I was Miss Singapore Chinese Cosmos in twenty eleven. 
Oh my goodness. So compare like beauty pageants and, and, and business or entrepreneur uh, life, like how, how are they same? How are they different? Well, in the beauty pageant, before I won, because I had no money, mm-hmm. I didn't succumb to my fate or mm-hmm. my social, emotional, financial status. I went mm-hmm. to knock on doors and asked for sponsorship even huh? before I won. Uh-huh. So I'm kind of telling people, hey, invest in me before I became missing up or, or before I even win, you know, yeah, why yeah. would people go crazy and invest in you and their resources in a time? Yeah. Uh, but I had this belief that if I believed in myself and I think I can do it, maybe someone on the other side, when I knock the door, mm-hmm. can feel it as well. Eventually yeah. someone did and sponsored me That's to uh, do training, like department, grooming, how you make up, how do you present your story? How do you do a personal branding? And this lady was super amazing. So how is beauty pageant same or different in the business world? I would say it's pretty much similar because you need to work with people whom you don't even know within mm-hmm. a two to three weeks period and over mm-hmm. I would sometimes 60 to 90 countries. And then you need to learn how to work in I would say built in teams, work in cooperate with each other to get things done. The yeah. second one I would say is you really must know how to present yourself in the shortest period of time because yeah. that window frame of first impression is so short. Every single moment when you're on the bus, getting off the train, doing some stuff at the events, they're all watching you and they're kind of grading you to the yeah. extent whether you're suitable for the main title. So that really keep us train me in my entrepreneurship journey to learn how to share my story, stand on the platform and be able to craft and network in a way that it's to the point. And mm-hmm. that really helped me a lot. The last thing I would say, which is I feel the biggest one is really networking. <laughs> Even up to today, so many years moving forward, I am friends so many of these girls mm. even up to today and your network equals your net worth many of them millionaires multi-millionaires now they mm. have gone on with their lives and built great businesses some of mm. them are great actresses in their mm-hmm. own countries movie stars so all these are i would say not a fly-by-night kind of relationship but if you keep your network intact it mm. is definitely going to help you to yeah. move forward too. Oh, that's, uh, that is so true. And, and I just want to point out something because uh, to our listeners who are emerging leaders, there are some I know who are part of my emerging leader inner circle. And just for, for those of you who are a part of that, just notice what Janisha just did. She didn't know I was going to ask that question, but she crafted an answer. She gave one, two, three points that was just wonderful, just off the top of her head. She didn't know that I was going to ask that question. And I think for emerging leaders, it's so important. We do this all the time in our, in our, uh, in our group setting where we talk off the top of our head and we create an answer to a question that we didn't know was going to come our way. And so I think it's so important to be able to do that. So thank you for demonstrating that. You didn't even know you're going to do that, Janisha. That's great. I love it. (laughs) So let me go back for just a second, because I think there was a point in that story about the pageant that I think is really, really key to your success in business. And that is you went around just knocking on doors and and asking for sponsorships. You believed in yourself 
and you, you know, maybe even before, you know, you had that title, like, how did you convey that to other people to bet on, so to speak, bet on you and to say, Hey, invest in me because I'm going to win this thing. I told my mm, story and I told how I got started, what I went through, what I did to support myself. And I have a dream. Yes. So I saw the story of where I started. My, I also saw the story of my vision. Yeah. And then I told them what I want and if they could be a part of this journey. So I took the heart approach, not the hard approach. (laughs) I love that. That's great. That is great. Where did that vision come from for this path? I mean, where, because I know that there's a lot of times that people lose their vision. They lose their dream. You, you were emphatic. I had a dream. Where did you get that? My mom was always the one who encouraged me to pursue my dreams. She never mm. kept a limit to, you should become a doctor. You should become this and you should become that. Mm. She's always there to tell me, hey, go and do what you want to do. Whatever that you fancy, go ahead. If you want to be a vet, go ahead and be <laughs> a vet. You want to do this, go and do. So she has never limited my creativity to my life. And that really gave me the freedom and mm-hmm. I value so much this freedom and I thank her yeah. a lot for this freedom. And because of that, my vision was always something that I really wanted, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. to live a life where I could have the effort, which is being fabulous, <laughs> having freedom, financial independence, and a happy family. Mm, I love that. I love that. And and it's so great to be able to have somebody who believes in you and, and then supports you and encourages you to have that dream and to continue to chase that dream. How are you living out that dream right now? I would say it has kind of tweaked itself in different formats throughout the years. Yeah. It first served as a consultancy business where I was consulting in personal branding for leaders, CEOs, mm-hmm. and politicians. Mm-hmm. Then later on, I moved online where I do a lot of online work. And then I was living a laptop lifestyle where I was living out of a suitcase, <laughs> traveling around the world. So that was one piece. And then later on, I started a cafe retail chain with, a, with zero experience in business, with zero experience in FMB, with zero knowledge in coffee, huh. uh, we invested into this business and we started it from scratch and we grew it through three countries, Singapore, Malaysia, Indonesia, and we have 18 franchisees and licensees. And then after four years, we exited to a public listed company owner. So it manifested in different ways throughout Mm. my, I would say, entrepreneurship journey. And the path had not been easy because I met with business partners who failed. Mm -hmm. And our business partnership failed. And we met up with a lot of rough, I would say, rough journeys. And that that itself left a very bad taste in my mouth. Mm. And if I had not given myself a second chance which was the one at the cafe retail chain phase because we had four other partners so there's like five of us if we didn't give and if i didn't give myself a second chance to work with brand new people i would not have the chance to grow a cafe retail chain from scratch at all mm-hmm. so one of the things i learned is that never just say give up because mm-hmm. of a failure that you meet in your life and always give yourself a second chance to try something. Even mm. though you you know, oh, I'm going to fail. Oh, it will not work. 
But sometimes a different approach with different groups of people may spark off a different fireworks yeah. in your entrepreneurship journey. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, I think it's interesting because you talked uh, a little bit about your partnership and that failed. And, and, and I know that there was a, I'll call it a dark part of your journey. And, you know, one of the parts of that is that if I'm doing, if I did my research, well, I think at one time you contemplated jumping off of a building or something like that because of that partnership that was failed, right? Yeah, because it started off with writing out on the napkin, but we did not put into black and white. Mm. I was the biggest shareholder uh. and everyone drew salary from that bank account. Mm. By the time the, the business, it was a dating agency. And by the mm. time the business closed down, nobody wanted to pay anything. So me being the biggest shareholder with uh, no contract to protect me, there was no legal le mm. legalities in place. I had to pay all the bills, right? So I yeah. was a six-figure debt. Yeah. Suddenly, when I was supposed to be the sleeping partner, supposedly, mm. and in the end, because of no contract, and I didn't really understand about business and mm -hmm. how it really works without a mentor, mm -hmm. I was like, gone. So it was really a very dark season. Yeah. I wanted to commit suicide. And mm -hmm. that was almost done and completed because when you have such a haunting experience, I mean, I mean, I've been poor before, but having six figures debts mm. is like minus six figures, right? More yeah. than what you're poor. Yeah. <laughs> Where am I going to finish repaying all my debts? It's so, kind of worse than poor, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like worse than poor. <laughs> yeah, and you have to pay so many people. So that that was one of the things. But like I said. Good thing I had very good friends who know about that situation. And even though they don't have the money to lend me, but they had the courage and that I would say the balls that supported mm -hmm. me through their journey. Sure. Yeah, yeah, because it, it, they kind of scolded me and said, wake up your idea. I know that you are depressed, you are this. And will suicide change everything? Mm. Of course, when you're going through that rut of depression, whatever people say, you can't really get out of it. But that love, that continued support and because in the space I was able to ask for help ah that changed everything because when you know you're safe and yeah. you know that you can ask for help yeah. hey it's going to get the mindset through mm -hmm. and during these tough times I went through it and I was able to make better money and even more mm -hmm. yeah not because yeah. I knew what to do to be honest I was lost mm. I was confused and I just beat myself up over and over again, like a broken record. Uh, so those people who stood by me allowed me to ask for help. And because they didn't judge me for the situation that happened, mm -hmm. that really changed the course of my life. Man, that is so powerful. And, and, and it really goes back to our earlier conversation about making sure that we're surrounding our people, ourselves with people that support us, that love us, that give us that safe space, right? That's amazing. One, I also know that in this time you had a mentor and, and I guess I'd love to be able to just to kind of chat a little bit about what that mentor meant to you and, and what, uh, what they taught you. My mentor, he was my client before that he was in my, he was there to I uh, guided him on his personal branding. And uh -huh. then later on, we became friends. And then later on, because he's stronger in business. So he, he guided me through. 
I tell you three mm. things why this mentorship relationship worked out. Mm. First, there was no judgment, right? And yeah. I think that is key because I can feel that it's very safe. A lot of times, some mentors force their judgments and kind yeah. of like their predictions and their things through their lenses mm -hmm. without understanding our current situation. So I think that's one thing. Number yeah. two, when you choose a mentor, you got to choose a mentor of the results that you want. Mm. who has the result that you want, go after those mentors because that mm. in itself is important. Last but not least is that do you fully respect 100% that to the mentor? Do you respect? You have yeah. to touch your heart and ask yourself, yeah. do I really respect this person? Now, what mm. does and how does respect look like? Yeah. It means, are you able to listen fully without having noises in the head and without, when the mentor says something, it's kind of like one year in and the other <laughs> year out. Yeah, yeah. So that when you able, are able to jump in fully to the conversation because of your humility mm. to learn and mm -hmm. willingness to be vulnerable, and that is when your breakthrough will happen. So that's how my mentorship journey has been because I'm quite an opinionated person, meaning to say I say what I want to say, I think what I want to think because I've been this my whole life, right? Who are you sure. to tell me what to do? <laughs> so I'm kind of like that. Sure. But the fact is the willingness and humility to open up and be able to work with a mentor, mm. that takes a lot of courage and a lot of openness to be able to see where your blind sides and uh, be yeah. able to accept your weaknesses without judging yourself, being angry and blaming yourself and say, oh, you know, I'm just like that. But are you able to say, put aside the I know it, put aside I know it, I'm confident and put aside all this and say, okay, let me listen, let me, let me hear and let me digest and let me execute. Yeah, yeah. Boy, that is that is beautiful, Janisha, because I mean, we all need those people to help us see our blind spots and to be able to find those that mentor, that coach to be able to really, you know, speak to us and and help us through that part of our journey is is really key for I think every kind of a leader. So, tell us a little bit about what are you doing right now and what what's uh what's what's your current uh, business uh, ad adventure? Well, the current business adventure is that we are helping women to go from offline to online and through, through this, we'll say our model, which is the Soul Rich Woman Blueprint. And we have these three pillars. So one is online course creation. That's one. Mm -hmm. Two is through, through live streaming. The third one is podcasting. So we use different pillars or vehicles to get them moving with our methodology. So that is where I'm at in this space. And it's growing. I mean, live streaming is growing. Podcasting sure. is growing in Asia. So we are moving in that direction, definitely. Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. I guess, what are some of the challenges with that business, with growing that business and sharing that business? I like, what are some of the, the leadership lessons that you've learned in growing this business? Learn to listen. Learn to listen to your customers. Don't just create a product for, for them because you think it's good for them. Create something that your customers really need and solve mm -hmm. one problem immediately so that they can trust you, they know you, they like you. And from this one problem you can solve, that's when you can upsell them to the next stage or bring them through the next part of your funnel or marketing strategy. 
The second lesson is that always delegate. Never think mm. that you are the wonder man or wonder woman or that <laughs> iron man of sorts. You can do many yes. things at one time. You can't. You just need yeah. to learn that not to be the choke point of your business uh, and yeah. function in your zone of genius. And I absolutely love delegating, even though it's not easy because you know yeah. the moment you pass that over or empower someone to do it, they'll often make the mistakes that you thought you could do better at a shorter period of time and avoid all those mistakes. But in actual fact, you're taking up so much of your time when you could be building interpersonal relationships internationally, you could mm -hmm. be getting stuff done, doing more marketing or whatever that is mm -hmm. your zone of genius. So that's yeah. very important. The third one, I will say, one of the key leadership lessons is to always reflect upon yourself as a leader. Mm -hmm. What is it that you can do better every single day? Because it doesn't mean that you're a leader and sitting on top you'll be forever on top, right? Yeah. Because there's always new competition in the market and you must be always be looking, how can you grow the business? How can you pivot? How can you scale, right? Instead of, oh, I'm happy here. All right, I'm just happy with 100 customers. <laughs> or would you want to grow to 1,000, 10,000, you know, 100,000 customers. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love that so much. Those are some great points. Going back to your delegation, um, because I think that that's an area that a lot of leaders struggle how I guess what are some tips uh, that you use for delegation and, and how do you best delegate? The tip I will say, number one, you must be first willing to let go. Uh, I had a huge mindset shift in order for me to hire people. Mm. It was so difficult. And I my team is mainly remote. Mm -hmm. So uh, they're all from the Philippines, they're from mm -hmm. Indonesia, Malaysia, and, you know, uh, and even uh, United Kingdom as well. So all these would not be possible if I had not mindset, if I didn't have the mindset shift because they're not sitting next to you. Yeah. They don't report to the office with the tap card, right? right? So then how do you manage them and trust them to get things done? So I think that's one. The other one I would say is don't assume that they can read your mind to what you want. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that leaders make. Oh, no, I expect you to do marketing. Okay, define marketing. Is it just social media? In mm. social media, is it what? Posting? Is it designing a, uh, what captions? Is it doing what? So be specific about what is it that mm. you want them to do. And number three, don't micromanage. Learn mm. to trust. I think delegation does not equal to micromanaging. Delegation comes with a full empowerment, trusting that person will get the job done and then do a weekly meeting, get them on track, right? Mm -hmm. Do a, use a project management tool like Asana yeah. or a Trello, right? right? And then use Hivedesk to track their time and the things that they do. So all these can be put in place with just systems and processes where you don't have to worry into the micro nitty gritty details. What, why do you delegate when you need to worry, right? And that means more work for you. So that in itself yeah. is key. Yeah. What an, 
you are just um, amazing and, and giving such great uh, tips in, in every answer and in every uh, part of, of this conversation. I'm so grateful that uh, we are having this conversation. How can people get in touch with you? How can they connect with you? I'd love to just make sure that my audience is able to uh, connect with you because you, you've just got some real gems. Well, if you love today's episode, you can connect with me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, as well as TikTok at Janisha Allura. And that is G-E-N-E-C-I-A-A-L-L-U-O-R-A, Janisha Allura. And I have two free gifts for you. Oh, nice. Secrets of personal branding as well as how do you delegate 80% of your to-do list to your assistant so that you can make money online and focus on your zone of genius. And both of these downloads are available at soulrichwoman.com. And that is S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com, soulrichwoman.com. Oh, I love that. We will make sure that we have those links in the show notes as well, Janisha. And, and um, I, I think those two free gifts alone are, I mean, those are going to help so many people. I, I think that uh, I can't wait to download it myself. <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, even though I'm not a woman. <laughs> no, I, I, I thank you so much, Janisha. This has been an amazing conversation. And um, is there anything that we haven't talked about here that you think um, would just make this conversation more complete? No, I'm good. All right. All right. Well, thank you again for being here. Thank you, David, for having me on your show. More power to you. Uh, thank you. Well, there were so many great takeaways from this conversation, and Janisha had such an amazing story of overcoming adversity and triumphing over those obstacles in her life. And I think that's a message for us as well, that that we can get through things if we have the right mindset. And I, I loved what she said about turning your mess into your message. And and that's just a reminder that we all have a message that, that comes from our own life journey. And we just need to embrace that and turn that into our message and, and create our vision from that. The other thing that she said early on in the conversation that I think really resonated with me because it's a key part of, of what I do and who I serve, and, and that is who surrounds you matters. Having friends around you and, and having your inner circle is really the thing that will unleash your potential. I was reminded of this fact just last week as I met with my own inner circle and my own mastermind group. And and that mastermind group has, has members from all over the world. So people from Poland, people from England, uh, people from the U.S., people from Canada. And I was actually on the hot seat and they helped me process an issue that I was grappling with. And so I, I just want to encourage you, get around like-minded people that align with your values and, and your vision for your life. And I would also just suggest that the Inner Circle Summit coming up is a great opportunity for you to meet some of those like-minded people. Uh, the room is, is filling up, and so I want to encourage you to, uh, to get registered. So the other thing that uh, Janisha shared here in this particular conversation is that sometimes there can be a, a drastic event 
It could be a health event like like it was for her, but but some kind of a drastic event that gives us a wake up call and, and really creates a turning point in our lives. We all have those turning points, and I'll be sharing a little bit more about turning points in our lives and, and really even an opportunity for you to, to join me <laughs> to explore those turning points. Another key thing that Janisha said that I, I, I really want to emphasize, especially for those of you listening that may be younger, um, she, she, she basically shared and, and said, don't allow people to look down on you because of your youth. And I have to say, this is such sage advice. I, I, I can't tell you how many people that I have learned from who are younger than me. And I always think to myself when I'm learning something from someone younger than myself that I wished I would have learned this when I was younger. And I'm I'm really glad that I'm learning it now from the person that, that I'm learning it from. And, and I think that if you're a younger person, just make sure that you have confidence in what you know and what you're learning and also be willing to learn from anyone, younger, older, doesn't matter. We can all learn from each other. When you have that open mindset, that is going to help you along your growth journey. The other thing I think is really important that she said is this tuning into your gut or your sixth sense. You know, uh, Napoleon Hill has a whole chapter on the sixth sense in the book Think and Grow Rich. And when we do that, when we use our sixth sense to find people who will support you, um, that is going to give us the best alignment with our values and our vision for our lives and for our companies. So when you do it right, um, you can even then borrow their belief in you and their belief in your dream um, and, and, and your mission and that support makes all the difference in your pursuit of excellence and, and high performance. And, and even in that, that that is the basis for what she said is just asking some people to invest in you and to believe in you because you're believing in yourself. And so I thought that was just a great part of the conversation as well. Another takeaway for me was, honestly, the, the similarity of, of beauty pageants and business she talked about your network being your net worth, and I'm sure you've heard that before, but I think really keeping your network intact and, and staying in touch with people is an important skill. And I will just admit that this is something that when I get busy and I get focused, I can really lose sight of. And so I'm working on doing a better job of this, and I'm not good at it yet, but I'm still growing. And the key word is yet, but I, I'm just continuing to grow in this. So keep telling people your vision. So don't keep it a secret. Ask them to be a part of your journey. And, and if you keep doing that, then you will have people that go along with you on that journey. The people that you have around you, the people that are in your world um, can, can be a part of your journey. Another key takeaway for me is just Janisha's admonition for us to never give up. Give yourself a second chance. Don't give up. Dust yourself off if you fall down, pick yourself up and keep moving forward. You know, just the fact that she was six figures in debt and, and then paid it all off. And, you know, how she did that was she asked for help. And don't be so prideful that you can't ask for help. You know, just because you don't know how to do something doesn't mean that you can't do it. 
choose a mentor and, and, and choose a mentor who has the results that you want. And honestly, that's why I have Paul Martinelli coming to the summit and, and actually teaching with him at the Turning Point Retreat in April 22. And you'll hear more about that as the weeks go on. But having a mentor who has the results that you want are is such a key component of anyone's growth. And so I just would encourage you to, to seek out a mentor and use that sixth sense to find someone who can mentor you either from a, a one-on-one relationship or through a book, through a podcast, but learn to listen and learn to listen to that mentor. The final thing I think was she gave some really great advice uh, on delegating and 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 just being able to to let go. Her, her points were being able to to let go, not assuming that people can read your mind, being specific, don't micromanage, and then use some kind of a tool to pro- to track progress. And those were key tips. And I have to say too, for our emerging leaders, I know I said it in the interview, but for our emerging leaders, this was a clinic on answering questions. She had no idea what questions I was going to ask her. Everything was extemporaneous, impromptu. I allowed my curiosity just to uh, to fuel the conversation. And she had such great answers. And I think that takes practice, obviously. And that's what the Emerging Leader Inner Circle is all about. So if you're interested in that, reach out to us and either either myself or someone from my team will will get back with you. But I really appreciated this conversation on so many levels. Janisha is just a great individual to know. I want you to reach out to her. I know that you can reach out for those free gifts at soulrichwoman.com. There are some free downloads that I just want to encourage you to to go get. So uh, thanks again for listening. Thanks again for tuning in. Please, I I say this every time, but go out, rate uh, the podcast, review us, give us something that you've taken away. Uh, it means the world to us. Plus, it also means that we can reach other individuals who who want to grow just like you. So until next time, remain in that growth space and be well.